Direct Impact, cutting-edge discussion from a forever learning perspective. Take a deep dive with the Aspiring Intellectual Podcast with thought leader John Smith. Hey, welcome, welcome to the Aspiring Intellectual. Thank you. Thank you, Angie, for that awesome introduction. Um, We're going to jump right in today. It's been an interesting 30 days. You now have a federal holiday celebrating Juneteenth. You have an argument about critical race theory. And today we're going to delve deep into critical race theory. That's the one I picked. That's the one that is is tickling my fancy right now. All right. So I'm going to break down to you exactly what critical race theory is. And we're going to have a an open discussion, so to speak. I want to get your input. So I want you to make sure that you go to Facebook, look for the Aspiring Intellectual, join the discussion, put in your interest, let me know what you're thinking, because we're going to really get behind the veil on this one. Okay, so for people who don't know what critical race theory is, I'm not going to get into the definition. That's for you to go look up. You know me. If you don't know what something means, go do some research, look it up. What I want to talk about are the three words, critical, race, and theory, right? And then we can, we can start to understand why we're even having an argument about this. Critical has two sets of definitions, so to speak, right? Critical can be censorious, meaning it's censorship, or it can condemn, right? Now, on the flip side, it can evaluate be analytical and be interpretive. So now I want you to, if you have a piece of paper, write these two, two sections down. That's critical. Then you have race. And we can talk about being black, being white, being human, whatever, right? We can talk about different genders, whatever. Whatever that middle box is, it's a whatever, it's a question mark for you right now. Then you have theory. Theory is one thing. It's a thesis, hypothesis, right? A conjecture. It's my idea. My idea. Whatever my ideas are, it's my understanding of something. And then we create this discussion behind it, right? So critical, if I decide I want to be condemning, I can condemn a race based on my ideas or I can evaluate race based on my ideas. Oh, see, I'm, t- I'm trying to open the door for y'all because I want you to come into where I'm at, right? In a land that's based on the idea of capitalism, based on the idea of a free market, based on the idea of gross domestic product, sales, marketing, manufacturing, business. We all are going to look for a way to cut a corner, right? So back in, what, the 15th century, right? Europeans are trying to reestablish, I don't even say reestablish, they're trying to establish themselves because the Africans have been dominating, right? You know nothing about world history, before 1492 you know nothing about it 
You never even question it. Most of you sit back and be like, oh, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I went to school. I learned this. I got a job. Now I'm where I'm at now, and I'm going to send my kids to the same institution to teach them how to be better than me. I don't know why your logic is off. My logic is off when I think about that because that's theory. That's our theories. Malcolm X said only a fool will let his enemy educate his children. That's critical race theory. Right there. James Baldwin, critical race theory. This is this is this has always been an argument. This has always been an argument. This was an argument in the 1800s, in the 1700s, in the 1600s. The French Indian War, critical race theory. That's look. I'm gonna go back. Let me go back to the beginning. The Anglo-Saxon education system doesn't want us to condemn a particular race of people for their ideas. That's one argument. Second argument, how do we evaluate, analyze, or interpret a particular race's ideas? Now, which one am I teaching? I can teach hate. It's easy. I can follow the clan. I can teach hate. Right? See, now, now we're going to get into something real deep. The Panthers for the, the clan. The clan teaches hate, right? That's what we believe because we don't know what they're teaching. We don't know. We're not in the classroom. But that's what we understand because we see throughout history what the clan has done. Right? We've seen hanging bodies, burnt up people, crosses. Confused, mob-like, angry Anglo-Saxons with guns with their children standing over a dead man. And for what? Because he didn't walk in the street or something when he passed some white man? Something crazy? Or oh, 14-year-old boy said something to some white woman. They beat him to a, a pulp, right? So we know we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put that in the clan box. Let's go to Black Panther. So Black Panther says, listen, we're no longer going to let you just come through here and beat up on us, right? So we're going to learn this law, and we're going to apply it and try to self-govern so that you cannot just come in here and dictate to how we will be treated. Not now. Not, not, not in this place in the 60s and 70s where we understand how to read, how to interpret how to diagnose, analyze, create, function, right? We're too intelligent, right? So it's a whole different thing. So now we've got these two arguments. So the first argument in the school of the Klan, if I was to teach critical race theory, I'm teaching censorship. I'm condemning. I'm saying those people are evil. You don't, listen, son, you don't go messing with those people. You don't want no baby by those people. Those are animals, right? I'm condemning them. I'm saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm spewing negativity on those people. That's critical race theory. Those are, that's a critical analysis of that race, of that race based on my ideas. Might not be true because they're my ideas. Then we're going to go over here and we're going to look at this Black Panther idea that says, listen, 
not all white folks bad, right? But they benefit from a system that was created on oppression. So I'm analyzing a system. I'm analyzing how people are moving within a system and how they're benefiting in a system and how they're oppressing using a system that they were granted based on the color of their skin. I'm analyzing all of this. And I'm using that race. I'm analyzing that race. And I'm informing you of my idea of how that race is moving and why they're able to be so powerful in law and medicine and education. Two different arguments. So when we talk about education right now, we talk about we don't want you teaching critical race theory in school. Which one are you telling us not to teach? Because it's so interesting how legislators, politicians know how to flip jargon. They know how to flip it when it benefits them. We call it legalese. Oh, it benefits me now. Hey, I'm going to use these terms because I know the true definition of this word, judge. And you're going to let my guy go. And guess what, jury? Once I, under I understand you, once I understand you on the definition of these words, you're going to find my client not guilty. And sure enough, a great lawyer is going to get that man off. A, a lawyer with a group of ignorant and arrogant people. And I say that because ignorant, and as we know, because we've been on this show many times and we discussed the word ignorant, just means not to know. It just That's all it means. See, y'all got to take that emotion out of it. Take the emotion out. Ignorant means not to know. Arrogant, though, means I don't care to know. I know what I know. Right? So, see, we're being played right now. As a group of people, we're being played by the idea that we only know one understanding. One, one of the most, let me tell you who the coldest brother to me was growing up. Malcolm X, right? And I could say that, and people was like, but it's Malcolm X. That's not, come on, you could do better than that, John. Well, let me tell you why. Because in the movie, when I grew up watching the movie X, it said the man learned by reading a dictionary. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. The brother with the Quran didn't teach him that? No, 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 no. The man learned by reading the dictionary, meaning he was able to understand terminology so you, you got to understand we live in a melting pot of language in the united states the americas we live in a melting pot of language so we don't have a set language or cultural identity when it comes to language we're using german we're using french we're using dutch we're using some Indian, or, or I'll say native words. We're using Indian, we're using African words. We're using all these different words, and we create this dialect. And then somebody says, hey, I know what these words really mean, and I'm going to use them against you. Because once I inform you, you cannot get away. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. Once you know something, you cannot know it. So now I'm going to teach you. Now we got school. Now we're in school. And now you're stuck. And guess what? I can continue to transform you as I give you new words. That's why I tell all you parents, put your kids in a spelling bee. Put them in a spelling bee. They need to understand language. They start with Greek and Latin, the root words, to understand exactly what's happening when 
we rely on these systems to teach, educate us, and control us. They're using terminologies that we think we understand. So critical race theory, we think we understand that because someone's giving us a definition of it. Someone's telling us what it means. And you haven't done the research. Right? Again, if we go back and we really understand what it means to do our own research and find out what something means, right? You cannot tell me something different. We can now have a discussion. I can now stand on my one and say, oh, well, that, that's not necessarily true. So, yeah, I, get, I, I agree. Let's take critical race theory out of schools, but you cannot take critical thinking out of schools, so you cannot take critical race theory out of school if you use the second argument. And you can take hate out. We can definitely not. We don't. But see, this is this is what's so funny because the majority of teachers are not people of color or oppressed people. The majority of teachers are benefiting from an oppressive system. So they really don't want to have a discussion because they don't know how. How can you talk about your grandfather being a Klansman? How, how, I, I've never had a teacher literally say, "Hey, my granddad used to run around with a hood on his head," and oh, I'm sorry. I've never, I've never, I've never had that experience. Maybe, maybe there's, maybe we need to ask, you know, do you feel some emotional weight that you, that you, you know, you're hoping you don't have to get off your chest? Because just six months ago, we were talking about equity, inclusion, and diversity. And that was pushing people to the wall. Why do we have to have this conversation? I love Jane Elliott for the one reason she says you're all racist. You're even racist to yourself and, and it's uh, uh, unconscious bias. Your racism unconscious. Watch. I'm going to turn you all racist and just says you got blue eyes, you got brown eyes and puts them through this whole sort of test. In their own environment, in a matter of minutes, they're displaying racism toward each other. They don't even realize it. You're going to tell me that as a learned person who has several degrees, that if I go into an education system, I'm supposed, I am supposed to teach critical thinking. I don't have to teach you about Christopher Columbus because we can say a lot of the stories we heard from him are lies. We don't know the true story. We don't know what's really happening. But I can teach you critical thinking to go find out. So this is where, this is where the hood wing comes in because I'm going to wrap it up. The hoodwink comes in. They want you to believe that um, conservatives don't want educators to educate children. They want you to believe that. They want you to fight against the system so that you have a, a fruitless fight. That's pointless. It's a pointless fight because you're still going to send your kids to that institution. So it's like, okay, dummy, listen, you're going to fight us, right? You're going to fight us from giving your child information that we think is damaging him. That's pointless. See how we go down a rabbit hole on something that don't make no sense? That don't make any sense. They're not talking about that. They don't want to be condemned. They don't want you to see them as their forefathers. Please don't see me as the, the, the granddad who made sure I got a, a million dollars forever. 
please don't see me as that person. I'm going to spend the money and I'm going to use his laws, but please don't see me as that person. So you got to come at me with a different argument. See how they're trying to change the game? So now we're in the court of law. We're back in the court of law. Now I'm pulling you right back in. And you have to learn how to argue the argument, but they just took something off the table. So you cannot condemn me for my father's transgressions. That's critical race theory. That's what they're talking about. But what will happen is you'll give up your second argument because you never did the research to understand that there's two arguments happening. That's the very exact reason that so many people have walked away from becoming lawyers because when it comes to constitutional law, we don't really get into the game. We look at all these police going in there, you know, after shooting black men. That's constitutional law that's happening. But we civil lawyers, right? So we're trying to fight it in a civil way. This is civil. No, it's not. It's constitutional. That's why when they're trying to charge them with hate crimes now. But you're waiting for someone. I just read something. Someone made a statement about the NAACP never spoke up about the Japanese in the internment camp. Look, look, because what the NAACP was supposed to be a group of black people to the rest of the world when it was a really a, a group of Jewish people with a, with a bunch of black supporters who they went and got money from based on the one black guy that they used as propaganda. They used W.B. Du Bois as the voice. But it was bunch of Jewish kids right after time after time people of color start taking these positions but it was never built up to be for people of color nobody wanted to be recognized as a colored person Japanese didn't want to be colored people so they didn't have that fight but look how the world tried to push that button on, on the colored people y'all didn't fight for the Japanese now you had that division because in critical race theory, he was condemning the people of color. He was condemning black people who were in the NAACP for not helping all people of color. Instead of the second argument, which is evaluate, analyze, interpret. Right. Listen, I'm going to wrap it up. That's what it is. When I talk about critical race theory, we're going to get deep. When we talk about Juneteenth, we're going to go deep. I want you to start thinking. I want you to get to this point where we start asking, really, why am I involving myself in these arguments? Is it just taking up my brain space? What else could I be doing? If you really want to get into critical race theory, go listen to James Baldwin. Go really listen to Malcolm X. Go listen. Go read him. And then now I'm going to challenge you. When you go listen to him, that's step one. Then you go read it. That's step two. Then write it down. Write his speech down so that you can really understand it. Write James Baldwin down so you can really understand. It says if you write it down, it's like reading it seven times. Write it down. Understand these men. And, and I'm going to hit you in the head with a real guy. All right? You ready for him? This is probably one of the, the dopest authors ever. His name is Carter G. Woodson. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Let me say it one more time. Carter G. What's it? Go look him up. I ain't gonna even tell you nothing about him. A lot of you ain't never even heard of him. All right, I'm, I'm done. Today, just one of those days for me. All right. Thank you for listening. Appreciate y'all for being here. Check me out. Every Sunday, we put a new podcast up. And go on Facebook. Join the group. Post something. Holler at me. Let me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, so we can really talk about it. 
Love y'all. Read a book. Look it up. Peace.